Blog Talk Radio. In this busy world, we're always doing two things at once. So Lysol combined cleaning and disinfecting into one convenient wipe to clean messes and kill 99.9% of germs at the same time. This may take some getting used to. One wipe, two jobs. This is a product of Beverly Nation Online Radio. This is the O&E Host Intern Show, and I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp. On air now from Lagos, dial in at 516-453-9133. Press 1 to join the conversation brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. Tonight's topic is workplace challenges and your mental state. This question is so important whenever I say, what challenges in the workplace have you encountered that left you feeling as if you were mistreated? We have all faced some form of workplace challenge or challenges, but the most important thing is to recognize what that challenge or challenges were and how to combat those. Then the second question is, Have others who were unqualified seemingly passed you by in the ranks? And if so, how did it make you feel? The reason why tonight's topic is so important is because we spend the majority of our day at work if we're still in the employee category. And sometimes you spend more time at work than you spend at home. Some people work eight hours a day. 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day. So the last thing you want to do is feel undervalued, feel unappreciated, feel like as if you're just another number to the organization or feel as if is what I'm doing, do I really matter? Am I being seen or am I being heard or even both? And it does affect your mental health whenever you get into a particular mind frame where you feel like you're just going through the emotions, you're going to that work out of necessity because you're trying to keep a roof over your head, keep food on the table for you and your family, and clothes on your back. And some people haven't been able to make that jump from the employee bucket into the employer bucket. And even though you may just be an employee right now, that does not mean it's your final destination. That does not mean it's a one-stop shop. You're just going through a season right now, and that season is not permanent. It's temporary. So I'm going to encourage you, all you listeners out there, to let me know if you have been there, done that, with workplace challenges, and they could be time management, office bullies, once again, being seen and heard, trying to fit in when you know that you are different and you're different is great because you don't want to conform to the culture that you're working with. Getting along with your boss could be something else. Workplace ethics and integrity issues, dealing with harassment, discrimination, lack of training and development, The list goes on and on and on. So callers out there, dial 516-453-9133 and press 1 to join the conversation. And another thing why I chose this topic tonight is because we are all going through something. As of last year and this year where the pandemic, 2020 rocked a lot of people no matter if you were on the hilltop or you were the bottom, no matter if you were in the left field or the right field, no matter if you were that CEO or that IC, individual contributor, no matter what your socioeconomic status was, the pandemic did halt things in your life because it made us all 
hit that reset button where the playing field was leveled. Businesses were closed. Companies were shutting down. People were forced to stay at home. So many things happened. And that was a form of something that challenged you. It went against what you knew. It took you outside of your comfort zone. It took you to a place where you were like, man, who would have thought? And the reason why we had to come here is because it's part of the growing pains. And when things get hard in life, it just means that we are coming in through our season of breakthrough. And the reason why I like to say breakthrough is because, yes, it may have broken you, but you made it through. So think about that for a minute. Let it simmer in. Let it marinate. And ask yourself, have I endured the things that she is talking about? Is Genesis all up in my business? Is she at my front door? Is she knocking? And if I'm knocking and you hear me, then let me in. And you can let me in by calling in, sharing your experiences, because it's in sharing your experiences that you're helping other people. We're not all going to have the same experiences. We're not all going to be on the same journey. But there are going to be people that come into our lives to share things that will parallel to where we have been. And I'm going to read something here, and it's from the back of my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. In our daily lives, we are all faced with various trials, whether in the workforce or at home. However, when treated unfairly, it takes courage to stand and fight for what's right. No matter your race, nationality, ethnicity, or background, you can rise to be the game changer. How many times have people told you that you weren't good enough? How many times have people told you, are you sure you want to do that? How many times has somebody called you out of your name? Has somebody said, oh, I was watching you from behind the scenes because I didn't think that you were going to be successful? No matter what they said, Don't let those things take root in you. If you know that you're destined for greatness, then allow your light to shine and illuminate in those dark places and knock out all the haters. Now, back into the reading. When you use the power of your voice, you shake the atmosphere and cause a domino effect because others will choose to either follow suit or stand in solidarity. On the pages of Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, I have chosen to speak up not only for minorities, but anyone who has been slighted on the job in any way. From my personal testimony, you will learn how speaking up brought awareness so that long-lasting change could be made. We do not win by remaining silent, overlooking injustice, and continuing to practice poor judgment. We win by standing together, engaging in those difficult conversations, and helping one another. So I challenge you tonight to let's all work together to create change for future generations to come. And you can create that change by being bold, being brave, being courageous, talking about your truth talking about your failures because your failures are helping you ignite something new, find that spark, and talking about those courageous conversations such as workplace challenges and how it affected your mental health or how it caused you to feel some type of way and you may not have had anyone to talk to about it. You may have been internalizing the pain the hurt, the anger, because maybe you felt like if you were to tell somebody what you were going through while working for a particular organization, somebody will tell you, hey, are you sure you want to do that? So I want you to think about that. And I'm going to jump 
and get the first caller in the queue. So caller, when you get on, please state your name, where you're calling from, and share your experience. Hi, caller one. Hello. Hello, caller one. There we go. There we go. Yes, hello. Hi, how are you, Genesis? I'm doing well. Great. This is Gwendolyn. Hey, Mama Gwen. Thank you so much for calling in. Hello, hello. How are you, my darling? I'm doing wonderful. I want you to start off by sharing your experience with a workplace challenge that you face and how did it affect your mental health? Okay. Um, first of all, I um, I work for a monastery school, and the monastery method was developed by Dr. Maria Montessori uh, in the 1900s. And uh, the monastery self it self directed activities, hands on learning, and it cla- um, collaborate collaborative play with kids. And so, I was um, the only African American. Uh, at the school, and the rest of them were um, predominantly Indian and Persian. And so um, my first time going there, whenever they wanted to say something about me or something that they didn't want me to know, they started speaking in their language. And I was offended by that because, I mean, I knew you know, that it was something about me. I knew that they were talking about me or whatever. So I was offended by that. So I went um, to them. I went to them and I told them um, that I did not appreciate, you know, being singled out like that. So it hurt my feelings as well. So do you feel like whenever they were talking about you, in their own language, the Persian language, it was a form of them not being diverse, inclusive, or equitable because it was singling you out. Because, one, you are a black woman, and you did not right. speak the same language that they did. So it made you feel like I like maybe you felt like you didn't really matter because if they right. wanted to include you, then they would have spoke in English. And exactly. by you, exactly. yes. So I appreciate you sharing that story because even though that's not corporate America per se, it's an industry such as education, and by you working in that type of environment when you were the only person of your race and to Uh try – of color and to try to do your very best, but not to be appreciated by the people that you're working with, it does affect how you perform. Would you say yes or no to that? I would say definitely yes, because you're singled out, you know, whenever if you're walking through the halls or whatever and they don't want you to know something, they immediately start speaking in their language when you enter the room or when you're walking through the halls and they see you coming and then they start in their language. And Mama Gwen, um, as we begin to close out, I want you to tell the listeners tonight um, what you have going on and how they can connect with you if they want to learn more about your story and how you overcame your your personal workplace challenge. Okay, after coronavirus hit, well, they closed the schools. You know, they had closed all the schools down. And so, and I'm thinking, okay, what do I do now? Because I'm in the educational field. What do I do now? So um, I found this great jewelry. It's called Paparazzi um, Accessories. And I joined for only $99 because it's very affordable. I joined for only $99. And I started my own company. And it's Glamour Girls and Gents Accessories. And if I also have a Facebook, uh, I do Facebook Live. Thursday and Saturday at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. And so I I just love it. It's $5 jewelry. It's amazing. It's gorgeous. And that's what I do now. And I now, I make more than when I was in the classroom teaching. 
Awesome. And state your name one more time, and then I'll jump to the next caller. Okay. My name is Gwendolyn Bledsoe, and you can also find me at www.paparazziaccessories.com slash my number is 337-639. Thank you so much, and there you have it, listeners. Uh, Mama Gwen, as I like to call her, shared her workplace journey of how she was working in the monastery school, then the pandemic caused her to pivot, and now she's doing her own business where she's selling jewelry that are $5. So if you're interested, head on over to her page. Now I'm going to take the next caller in the queue. Caller 2, state your name and where you're calling from. Hi, I am Lady I am calling from Houston, Texas. Thank you so much for calling in. So let's start off by telling me a brief overview of a workplace challenge that you personally faced, and did it affect your mental health? Um, yes. Um, I would say I was in healthcare for a total of 18 years, um, healthcare administration um, in various states. Um, my longest stand was uh, I was 10 years in Illinois. And working in a very large, uh, well-known hospital, you begin to learn the whole healthcare. I call it the healthcare corporate America politics, and that's where no matter your education, no matter your experience, they base their um, their management hierarchy is based on favoritism. And so um, you can you can have the degrees, the certifications the background, the experience, and you will try to put in for the positions to, you know, to promote yourself, to elevate yourself to the next level, and you won't be able to get it because they're based on favoritism and based on, you know, who knows who, who's related to who, who's friends with who. And so after mm-hmm. years of going through the whole healthcare, uh, corporate America type politics that in different departments or whatever, that begins to take a mental health total on me because it was like this is really what you're succumb to, just being in corporate America. That no matter what you're, you kind of gotta, you know, you have to play the game in order to get ahead, and which is not fair. You know, you have to fake a friendship or, or you know, uh, kiss up to the management or whatever just to get ahead, even if you do have the knowledge or you do have the education. So that's how, for me, it affected me and it motivated me um, once I relocated to Texas to to, to also pursue entrepreneurship. And I love how you said that despite what happened to you, you saw that there was a bigger vision and purpose that you had, and you weren't going to allow that situation to break you. Instead, you looked for different ways to flip the script and say, although this is what I went through working for a big hospital, working in corporate America, what you learned, you correlated that to your business that you have now, and now you are flourishing. So now tell the listeners one more time your first and last name and how they could reach you if they want to learn more about your story. Yes, um, I am Lady B. Um, I am um, I'm an entrepreneur. I am a mobile notary here in Houston, Texas, serving the whole Houston metropolitan area. I um, via for real estate documents, auto and and regular general legal documents, as well as I also have a podcast, Unapologetically Living. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, Unapologetically Living. Thank you so much, Lady D. I appreciate you tuning in and sharing your truths with the listeners tonight. And listeners, head on over to Lady D's page and get connected with her and learn more about what she's doing. She's out here in these streets doing something amazing. Now, caller three, please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, sweetheart, it's Jerry Petito. I'm calling from New Jersey. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm good. I love your topics. So I do want to comment on it. Okay, um, go ahead. I've been pretty much I've been self-employed since I was like 22 years old. I had beauty salons, blah, blah, blah. 
And as I got older, I ended up getting out of the beauty business for health reasons, and I owned a poker league. And while I owned this poker league, I got a call from, I can't mention the school district, but a very wealthy school district in my area. They knew of me because I was a nutritional health coach and a vegan chef and blah, blah, blah. So they asked me if I would come on board and try to make the food, um, give them some guidelines with the food to make it healthier for the kids, blah, blah, blah. So I was there for a couple years, and they wanted to bring me up on charges, okay? I, I've been in this area for over 50 years. My family is very well known in this area, and they wanted to bring me up on charges because I would hug the children. And the mm. kids, I would go from school to school to school, and I'm a grandmother. And every and I would say one quarter of the teachers in the schools knew me forever. They're all my friends. Um, so I, I was known. So anyway, um, I would go from school to school daily and check on things and walk in, and the kids would run up to me, little kids, kindergarten kids, Miss Jerry, Miss Jerry, and hug me. Where's my hug? Where's my hug? And I got letters. I got a hundred and something letters from all the parents. And I walked in to that hearing that day. And I said, here's the letters. And every parent said, she can hug my child any day. And they said, we're dropping the charges. I said, and I quit. Wow. So, so what I want to say to everybody out there is this, that um, everything ends up being, I don't even know if the word political is correct, but there's always an agenda. So there's always an agenda. So if you piss someone off because they don't like what you're doing or how you're doing things, I used to defend all the children if I saw teachers not doing something right, so they didn't like that about me either. And never stop being the right, in the right. Never stop being the good person. Always defend who needs to be defended in the workplace, regardless, because good will always come out of it. And... Shame on managers of any business that allow this crap to go on. I'm just putting that out there. So having said that, Sweet Pea, are you sitting down? Yes, I am sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to congratulate you on your O&E syndicated intern, Genesis Amaris Kemp, on your O&E syndicated station all-time connection record with your first all-time and you heard it here, Sweet Pea, from the Jersey Jewel. Woo! Thank you so much, <laughs> Jerry. And for you listeners out there, Jerry is an international internet radio Hall of Fame broadcasting enshrined Jerry Petito. So just because she may be Jerry to you on air, she has accolades behind her name. And she's all the way from Jersey. And she hit us with some real nuggets tonight. And she told us how she went into that school system, and after them coming up with all that BS and baloney for her just hugging kids and trying to shower them with love, they took it to a whole nother level. But she said, you know what, I quit. And she left with her head held high and her integrity, and she was ballsy, and now she's doing something that she loves. So thank you so much, Jerry, for sharing, for always having my back and tuning in. You're awesome. I love you, girlfriend. Love you, too. Shout out to Jersey. Caller 4 is in the queue. Please state your first and last name, where you're calling from, and jump in on this hot topic. Caller 4. Oh shoot! All right, there we go. There we go. All right, Paul. <laughs> all right, I, I I didn't know which one. I thought it was like number five. I was, oh my gosh! Oh my, I'm so sorry. Oh hi, Jessica. This is Chase Pond calling from Dallas, Texas. Hey Chase, thank you for calling in. So, what workplace challenge or challenges have you faced, um, and has it affected your mental health? So just share your experience, and then um, let the listeners know. Well, 
you know, this one is interesting because my uh, workplace challenge is actually finding a workplace. What am I mm. mean by that? I'm currently unemployed, and uh, I've been, you know, going on new business websites, applying, applying, and just kind of advancing what my capabilities are. But just finding that job that I can excel at, and it's kind of been a trial and error between what my previous two occupations were as far as, you know, something that uh, you go to work for and you get paid. Uh, mhm. Yeah. But and that 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 is a big nervous. challenge. And the reason why I could relate to that is because I'm currently unemployed myself. I was laid off in February, February fifteenth this year, but found out December first, twenty twenty, which was one week after my father had passed away. And I was working for a Fortune five hundred oil and gas company. I have a four-year degree from the University of Houston in supply chain and logistics technology and double minors. And when you're out there applying, you apply, and they'll probably tell you, uh, we'll get back to you. And whenever they get back to you, they're like, we've chosen to go with another candidate or you're overqualified. And I'm like, well, if I'm overqualified, then why don't you just give me a shot just so I could be employed? And then you just start to think, and I guess my advice to you, Chase, is, if we can't find the job that is willing to employ us, that just means that maybe we need to create our own job because we've built up somebody else's empire and legacy for so long. Now it's time to build up Chase's, Chase Pond's legacy. It's time to look at what skills that you currently have as an individual, and out of those skills, what can you monetize? Because if people aren't out here willing to give you a chance, and let you shine based on your qualifications, your experience, and et cetera, then it's time for you to see what you're good at and tap into it. And, yes, it's going to be hard because it's something outside of your comfort zone, but that's that's something that I'm learning, and I'm right there with you. I'm rocking and rolling, but don't let that stop you. Yeah, and I guess it's too soon to say because I, I wouldn't – necessarily say I've been turned down about it's just the process of whether or not I, I got uh, in for an interview or so on and so forth that's just been very long and you know it builds up the nervous tension am I going to make it am I going to be able to afford uh, to move out and you know uh, uh, and just to do all the all the things uh, because my creative side my podcast that is something I'm doing 100% for free currently. So pretty much as far as like the seeds in the ground, uh, you know, I, I, part of me has the help up and part of me is patient because I mean, I don't expect that getting a new job is going to take within a week or a couple of days. It might even take a month or two, but you know, another part of me is like, okay, am I going to be able to, Succeed. I mean, I'm always going to have that like ner- nervousness in me just because I grew up with autism. But uh, I-, I don't know. I'm back and forth between. I'm confident, and I I don't know. You you got this, Chase, and we could talk more offline. But I have faith in you that you are going to find something that you absolutely love. And it may take time to get there, but don't lose hope. And I also want to congratulate you because I saw that on Listen Notes, you were your podcast is in the top ten percent. So obviously, you're doing something right. What beating the pace? Yes, keep beating the pavement, and just know, just know that things are going to come to you. But I have to let you go and take caller five. But I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Go check yourself out on Listen Notes, and I hope that put a smile on your face. So caller five, please state your name and where you're calling in from. And the question is, workplace challenges and your mental state. What challenges in the workplace have you encountered that left you feeling as if you were mistreated? And did that affect your mental health? Good evening, good evening. Hey, this is Asa Atun Ray calling from the land of Nubia, NYC as well. Okay, so um, I'm listening to your show, and I just want to say congratulations. 
Also, I got to give a, a shout out to CEO Brother O. Congratulations on your one in East Runner. Yes, I'm over here lit and I'm excited. Woo-woo. But congratulations. Woo-woo. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm going I'm to give, give it to you real. I'm going to give it to you real. I was a re- mm-hmm. I'm a rebel in the work field. I'm working now, but I was always a rebel. Here's my intake, okay? We, when you're a hustler and when you know how to use alchemy and stones and manifest your reality, then creating a job should be easy. And I say that because everybody thinks that they live in the American life. And we strayed off from our original past. Now, see, we had a system back in the day in ancient Egypt, and we went by that way of life, and we depended on nature. We depended on herbs and stuff. So when the white man decided to bring us to the corporation of America, that's when we became indentured service. So think about it for a second. We have built a country a corporation, not a country, because America is not a country, so let me correct myself. We built a corporation for some foreign people to reap the benefits off of it because we're not the minorities. We are the majority. And under the status of black, under the status of black, you don't have rights. So that's the first thing we have to do. We have to transition our minds to know where we went wrong while we're in the condition we're in. You got to change your mind, and you have to manifest what you want for yourself because you have that ability to do it. So I've never really had a problem when it comes to jobs because simply I put it to them like this. You can ask anybody I've ever worked with. I am a rebel. You need me. Need your company. You need me because without me, you ain't got shit running. You ain't got nothing popping. So when it comes to the job industry, we have to put our foot down and let these employers know it's my way or it's the highway. And I will. I'll quit a job quick. I will quit a job quick, Genesis. I do not care <laughs> because I know how to hustle. I know how to put that alchemy to work, and I know how to make it happen. And we got some things that we're going to be doing because we are. We are moving into to being in business for ourselves. And this pandemic, I'm going to be honest, nobody. Not nobody should have complained about this pandemic. I came up. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else, but I came up on this pandemic. If you didn't find a way to utilize that time to get you some income or create you some income, all these streams of income you could have made, then I don't know what to tell you. You're doing something wrong. But mm-hmm. this is a very good subject. This is a very good, this is a very good subject, and I'm glad you <laughs> took this subject tonight. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Austin, and I can't just, oh, man, I want to just say somebody passed a collection plate right now. She dropped some gems. She is our O&E syndicated intern, Austin Atun Rey. Oh, my gosh. When I tell you she dropped some nuggets, yes, yes, yes. Like, throw some fire on that, as Kevin Hart would say. Oh, my gosh, yes. A lot of people did come up in this pandemic. It shut people down, but people did come up and scale up their business businesses, whether they were using online platforms, whether they were out here promoting their books, podcasting. There's so many ways out here of making money and making the green. So look at what you have and go out there. And I love that. I need to take a page out of her book and really be a rebel. Rebel with me, y'all. That was all set. So we have caller six in the queue. Please state your first and last name and where you're calling from. The topic is workplace challenges and your mental health. Caller six, talk to me. Talk to me, boy. Hello. There we go. There we go. There we go, caller six. Hey, caller six. It's Genesis. Okay. I'm Ann. Is it? How are you? Oh, hi. Um, I wasn't sure if it was my turn. Sorry. <laughs> yes, go ahead, Anne. Thank you so much for calling in. Share your experience, please. Um, so for me, um, it's more of like I just I've never so I've worked um, for two three different companies and um, two different industries, but I just have never really felt like 
um, it's the place for me. And so I work in, um, I've worked for engineering companies, and I just have never really had a passion or motivation to ever, like, go over and beyond or, like, move off the corporate ladder. Um, pretty much I just stick to whatever assignment is given to me. I just do it and get it done. But at the same time, I've just never really felt like, you know, I'm supposed to be there. Um, still trying to figure that out. Um but it's, I guess in a way, it's just affected me because I don't feel like, you know, I fit in. Um, and I guess in a way, I kind of appear aloof um, to to people that haven't really, you know, had the chance to get to know me. Um, so that's what I would say my challenge has been. And thank you so much for sharing that challenge, Anne. And as you shared that and you said that you really don't feel like you fit in, is it because what you're doing is something that you're not passionate about and you're just doing it? Would you say you're doing it to kind of go through the emotions while you're finding out what it is that you really want to do? Yes, that's correct. So I guess I know some people just up and quit their job and then, you know, go full at it, but, like, I guess I've been laid off and I had the chance to um, to figure it out, but I, I just didn't. So I don't want to, you know, quit my current job and do that all over again. So right now what I am trying to do is, like, explore more of what I um, might want to do. So, like, um, I'm trying to build up a real estate um, investment company, Um while still working, you know, full-time. That's amazing. And get, would you mind giving your contact information in case there's any listeners out here who want to collaborate with you and kind of build in that real estate space with you? Um, yes. They can contact me at Anne, A-N-N, the Adventurous, um, T-H-E-A-D-V-E-N, T-U-R-I-T-S at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Anne, for calling in and for sharing yourself unapologetically and letting us know what your workplace challenge is. Hope you have a great night. I'm going to go ahead and take the next caller. But before I do, on air now from Lagos, dial in at 516-453-9133. Press 1 to join the conversation brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. Caller, please state your name, where you're calling from, and the topic is workplace challenges and your mental state. Have you had one? Have you been there? Get at me. Hey, Genesis, it's me, Ernest. What's up? Hey, Ernest. You love Ernest? Hey. <laughs> Hey, what's up? Calling in from Boston. And um, I got a recent, I actually got a recent um, situation for y'all. Um, so I literally just quit this job probably a couple weeks ago. Um, the job that I, that it was, it was working, it was a nonprofit. I'm not going to say the name, but this place was horrible. And they did not train any of the new employees at all. They didn't train me. I was a new employee, obviously. But they expected me to know the roles and know um, everything. So this is like day three of, of well, for me at this job. And they're upset because um, at this, one of the positions or one of the uh, job titles is, or one of the acts that we're supposed to do, um, we're supposed to do head counts for the residents there. And I believe the head count started at 8 p.m., but I was not told until 8.30, p.m., to be exact, <laughs> that it was supposed to be done. And how we're supposed to do it is that we have the name of the residents on um, a sheet of paper, this, that, and the third, right? Um, but – I wasn't able to print out that paper because the information that – I don't want to take up the entire uh, night because this is just a long story. Either or, I didn't have login information to even print out mm -hmm. the paper for me to, to even do the job effectively. So 
I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, you all knew this because I came in and, and not only was I not able to punch in because apparently the week that I started uh, the job, the woman who was involved of, um, in registering fingerprints for the clock-in machine, she went on vacation. She would have been on vacation for two weeks. So I'm essentially there, and I'm told to email my hours to my manager uh, and I'm like, I'm not going to be working these jobs, this job for two weeks for free. Um, so exactly, if, come on with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if I can just, you know, wait to to wait till she comes back for me to start, so I can get that started. They're like, no, it's fine. Da 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 da. I'm like, okay, cool. So, uh, the biggest issue is once again, they don't really train you to do anything, but they'll ask you to do everything that the job entails, which would not be a problem if they train people on how to do the damn job. So um, they they pretty much try to make me feel as if though I was dumb or just incompetent, and when I let them know, well, you all didn't train me to do this job, so things are going to be done either my way or you're going to have to do the job yourself, and I'm just going to sit here and get paid to sit here because if you want the job done right, you're going to have to train people on how to do it or you do it yourself because you've been here. So they didn't like that aspect. You know, these jobs, they don't really like it when, especially if someone new comes in and they start to stick up for themselves and speak up for themselves. And, um, yeah, as as we talked about on my podcast, I'm not <laughs> I'm not the type of individual where I don't – working for others is not – for me. So I just decided, you know what, the only reason why I decided to go for this job is because I'm like, okay, I need some extra income on top of what I'm doing for myself right now. Let me put myself out there and see what's up. But it's like time and time again, I'm constantly reminded that you working for others is not your thing because you are, you don't stay silent about issues that you've seen, even if they don't affect you at all. Um, You don't work well with incompetent bosses who think that you're, you know, the dumb one or you can't do the job when in actuality they're the one that messed up. But just like, you know, someone who has anybody, whether it's a boss or not, who has problems in admitting that they did something wrong, that's how these employers were. Um, They just didn't want to admit anything at all. Uh, that anything, everything was their fault. It was, well, you were supposed to do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. And I'm like, I'm just hearing about this right now. I'm also not trained on doing this. And another part of the job, which was to me was just dangerous, they wanted us to handle medication. I'm pretty sure you need to go to school for all that or at least have some pharmaceutical oh, yes. experience, something I have no experience in doing at all. But they still wanted me to do that. And I'm like, well, are you going to train me in that? No. Well, then I don't feel comfortable doing this because if I give someone the wrong dosage, God forbid someone ODs on something and it's my fault, I inadvertently killed somebody because I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So, yeah, yep. all of that and is then, just is, no, no. And then they would say, you're, no, and then if that were to happen, God forbid, then you would be looking yeah. like the black man who worked for this organization who gave mm-hmm. medication that he was not properly trained to administer. Now someone died because of it, and then you'll have your name all drugged through the mud because of their mm-hmm. incompetence and lack of training and development, which is a form of workplace challenges because training and development – um, training and development is a big component, and these companies out here, they do get certain fundings to train and develop their employees. But, you know, sometimes they yeah. pocket that money versus training somebody, and they want you to kind of figure it out. And if you were to do something that was not right, then they want to look at you side eye. But then you're like, yep. oh, didn't you? don't you want me to take initiative? Oh, and then when you do that, it's another problem. So it's like you can't win for losing unless you're in business for yourself and by yourself. Yes, there's nothing wrong with having a job, but 
if it's something that you love and you're passionate about, but you have your other things on the side, like your residual income and all of that, where if you wanted to leave that job, if something went south, you can do that. But we're all in different stages and et cetera. But I just want to commend you for standing your ground and not putting up with the with the baloney. Yeah, I appreciate that. You got to. Oh, so Ernest, I want you to tell the listeners how they can connect with you. You mentioned your podcast. Your podcast is amazing. So go ahead and drop <laughs> those nuggets for the listeners. <laughs> Of course, yeah. So, Earnest Thoughts Podcast, you can find that podcast pretty much everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you will be able to find that podcast. Once again, that is Earnest Thoughts Podcast, E-R-N-E-S-T, Thoughts Podcast. If you want to, with me, become a guest, Genesis was a guest, a lovely guest on the show, um, you can... Email me at sandifer91 at gmail.com. That's S-A-N-D-E-F-E-R, the number 91, gmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, connect with me, connect with me there. Send me a request. Send me a message as well. Ernest Sandifer is the name, E-R-N-E-S-T-S-A-N-D-E-F-E-R. I also have a book out. Uh, just published my second book. Late Nights on Broadway. You can find that on Amazon as well. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot outside of, you know, yes. just, you know. You are. You're doing a hell of a lot. Thank you so much, Ernest, for tuning in and sharing your experience with me as well as the listeners tonight. And I'm going to go ahead and jump to the next caller. But before I do, we are on air live now from Legos. Dial in at 516-453-9133. Press 1 to join the conversation brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. Now let's go ahead and jump into caller 7. State your name and where you're calling from. And the topic is workplace challenges and your mental health. What challenges in the workplace have you encountered that left you feeling as if you were mistreated? Hi, peace and blessings. Hello. Um, Hi, I'm I'm your fellow host uh, from the front porch. I'm Sister Betsy, the trooper. Hi, Sister Betsy. Thank you so much for calling in. Hi, congratulations on your record, sweetheart. You're doing a great job, and welcome to the family. Thank you so much. Congrats on all the incredible things that you are doing. Like, oh, my gosh, you are killing it. I have some mentors to look up to. <laughs> right. Um, the, the only thing I've ever experienced, um, um, I, I was a nurse's aide at one time, and uh, I worked at this hospital, and they were not treating the elderly right. Um, things that I saw uh, with them laying in their urine, uh, just uh, overall mistreatment of them. And uh, I made a report to the state concerning it. And um, at one time, they didn't have gloves for all the patients. And I believe we had maybe about 16 patients that we had to deal with. And some of these patients had diseases. And so they wanted us to share the gloves on the patients. And I refused to do that. So um, I made the report. And uh, once I made the report, uh, it created problems for me. And so... I ultimately had to uh, leave the job uh, because I stood up for the elderly at that time. And uh, that's my only experience in my work of uh, mistreatment and mistreatment of myself and uh, others. And that's it. Thank you so much, Sister Bessie, for sharing that information because that happens all the time. And there are people who aren't 
like you who will just do what they told them and overlook it. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that we're going to get old too. We're going to go to our elderly state and you treat people the way that they should be treated, whether their state or not. And by you standing up and letting them know that, no, I am not going to do that, I commend you on that because there are people out here in these nursing homes and hospital settings who cannot fend for themselves, and they need a person who is not afraid to challenge authority, a person who is going to stay true to their morals, their values, ethics, and et cetera. Because at the end of the day, you signed up to do a job, and you want to do the job to the best of your ability. And my heart goes out to anyone who is in the healthcare industry because it is not easy. Day in and day out, people will try to test you and push you to the limit to see if you're going to break. But I commend yeah. you for what you did because ooh, when I tell you, Sister Bessie, I dealt with that last year taking care of my father and having to check nurses and CNAs for certain things that they weren't doing to take care of my dad up until the point where I brought my dad home and he had home health here. And I said, I could take care of my dad far better than you people. Cause sometimes people are just doing it for a paycheck. They don't care about the patient. Yes. And they have changed the rules where a lot of the aides that come in, uh, you know, they want to sit on their telephone or, you know, they really don't want to do anything because uh, at that time when I did it, we had a lot to do as uh, nurses' aide, but it's really different now. And I want to thank you for what you do, and congratulations, and welcome to the family, dear. Thank you so much. Listeners, <laughs> that was our International Internet Radio Hall of Fame broadcasting nominee for the class of 2021, Sister Bessie the Truther. Now to the next caller. Caller, state your name, where you're calling from, and the topic is workplace challenges and your mental state. Well, congratulations on your on your connection record, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. This is Terry Strength. I'm really enjoying this topic, and you're doing Thank a great you job. Thank so <laughs> You're doing a great job. So this is a this is a very interesting topic. Uh, I, I also I've had run-ins at my job. Uh, I, I have been known in the past. Uh, to get a job and use it in order in order to start my own business, I've done that multiple times. I would go to I would go get a job to learn for the for the specific purpose of learning on the job and getting a paycheck, and then to figure it out and then start my own. I've done that a couple of times, and uh, it's, it's it's been pretty interesting. But I mean, you know, when I think about this topic and I think about this country. The laws in this country are set up to basically it gives benefit, it gives more privileges and benefits to business owners more than it does to employees. The tax laws are predicated for business owners uh, to go ahead and create your own. Uh, there are tax shelters and benefits for for people to have their own business. This company, this country, is basically a big business, and kind and the kinds of reward those who seek out to start their own business. So, I kind of just wanted to say that I've done that multiple times myself, uh, it can be very challenging. I mean, you're working at a job and, you know, you're trying to move up and you run into all these, all, you run into these hidden ceilings and all these types of obstacles that we have to go through in order to get there and everything. So it takes a lot of courage. It just takes a lot of courage and fortitude to, to force that path. And, you know, in terms of developing yourselves, uh, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. To, to move and do that, but I, I admire anyone who tries to do that, and certainly there are benefits. You know, there, there are much more financial, potentially financial benefits and freedom to do things the way you want to do it. So it's a great topic. It's a great topic to talk about this, and I'm sure there's a lot of pitfalls that people go through, but we certainly need to try to do it just for our own personal development. So good topic. And again, Thank you so much, Terrence. Thank you. Thank you, and I really appreciate you just sharing that because somebody out there needed to listen to that because we all go through something, whether we're in the same industry, whether we're 
of different races, cultures, or whatever. We have all been faced with workplace challenges, and it does take a toll on your mental state if you allow it. And there are some people who they want to do something, but they're trying to figure out what to do next, but they still haven't found that aha moment. And I just want to encourage all you listeners out there who may be listening behind the scenes to know that it's okay to pivot. It's okay to, you know, take a step back in order for you to grow and develop. And Terrence, for you listeners, he was the 2020 Linear New Host of the Year, Terrence Strength. That is who just dropped some gems to us. I did not want to go without putting that in there. So many incredible people have tuned in tonight to share their stories, their experiences, and let us know what they went through, how they overcame it, how they're walking into their glory, and now really doing something that makes them happy. It brings them fulfillment, joy, and et cetera. So if you're still out there wondering what you need to do next, how you can tap into that, I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down all the things that you're good at. Write down all your skills, and out of those skills, Which one can you monetize? Have people told you that you're really good at something, but you've been the one who's been holding yourself back because you're allowing fear, false evidence appearing real to cause you to shrink back instead of rise up and be the person that you know you were destined to be? Just because you may be on a job now does not mean you need to stay on that job. If somebody is not treating you the way you should be treated. If they're paying you unfairly, there's that gender gap, that pay disparity, and you're feeling like you're that token person to show their shareholders that they are inclusive and diverse, do some soul searching and ask yourself, where I am now, is that where I really want to be? Once again, this topic was workplace challenges and your mental state. And the two burning questions I want you to let marinate are, what challenges in the workplace have you encountered that left you feeling as if you were mistreating? The second question, have others who were unqualified seemingly passed you by in the ranks? And if so, how did it make you feel? Have you had enough? Have you reached your limit of enough is enough? Now, it's time for Negozi time. Hello, everyone. This is Jerry Petito, Jersey Jewel. Listen, I'm interjecting here because I have something important to say. I want everyone out there listening to hear me. Our honeybee, DJ Olasky, Aladell and Gozi. Our 2019 International Hall of Fame DJ has now been, he got the word today, voted in as 2021 Internet International Hall of Fame producer. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So well deserved. If there's ever any producer out there that deserves this, it is Brother O. That's right. You heard it from me, the Jersey Jewel. Congratulations, well, first of all, I want to thank Brother O. <laughs> 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 I want to I thank all the folks who counted that robbery for me to go into the Hall of Fame um, as producer. I was talking to Ricky R. Jones tonight, Jerry Petito, who is the matriarch of this network. She told me something earlier today that Jerry always says, Genesis, that you are a Hall of Famer no matter what they say. You know, yes. you know, it's just a, it's just a it's just a piece of paper. But you know, Genesis and Jerry, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Genesis. You already know me. But the, <laughs> but the the seal, the relief, and the humility of being part of a outstanding fraternity of producers of being the 10th ever to go into the Hall of Fame as a producer. And I want to thank all the folks out there that love me and love this network. 
without our interns like Genesis, who, who's done a great job tonight, without our Hall of Famers like Jerry Petito and Honey Bakatoon, Darlene Lawrence, my god sister Andrea Presley, who is the Wonder Twin that always gets it in, to the person that I believe is going to make the Hall of Fame, Sister Bessie the Truther, it means so much to me. Um, to see so much greatness here on this ONE dynasty, to see great interns like Arset and Jarek and Genesis, to just prove the point. We are here to save lives only, and it's a wonderful thing, and I appreciate Jared Petito so, so much. And I know Jared sent me a, 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 a message, you know, yes, I was, you know, a DJ, but coming to the party as a broadcast, that's what I'm talking about, Jerry. I made I the party, man. And <laughs> I, want, I just want to thank the almighty creator, Genesis, for what he's done for me. And to see it in the land of the living. You know, you guys know when, you know, you're nominated for something. You know, I would give a shout-out right now to Antonia Batts, yes. who deserves it. Um, she's a nominee for the class of 2020 and a good friend and a wonderful human being. And, Tony, this Hall of Fame is dedicated to you. It's dedicated to you, honey. I love you. And one day you will share this moment. There's no other greater host that's been with us for eight years than Antonia Batts, the original anchor of our network, the original person that comes and has only never missed a night. She is outstanding to me, Genesis. She's the epitome of greatness. And I share this Hall of Fame enshrining with Antonia Batts. I love you, Tony. Very, very, very much. Oh. And to talk to Genesis Ameros Camp, congratulations on your first ONE syndicated station all time connection record tonight as an intern. Outstanding show. And we go on to a person. Jerry and Genesis. Two G's in the place to be. <laughs> a young man that has done greatness on this network. We just call it the streak. We're not going to ruin it. It's the streak. And, uh, you know, me and this man know about that. The Comet, Tara Strength, the outstanding host of the wonderful show, Know Your Rights. Tomorrow night, 9.30, Eastern, daylight time on these O&E stations. And, of course, every nation has advertising to O&E, which is on the Delhi and goes to Enterprises. Reaches, of course, at www. Now, Looking Glass Entertainment at WordPress.com, as well as in Ghosty Prime, Town One at DevNet.com. We're in Ghosty Town, both for Twitter and Instagram, Ola Dully and Ghosty Pinterest, Google Plus, Ola Dully and Belay, and Ghosty Facebook, as well as our business page. Hmm. The only host intern show, as well as the historic Beverly Nation Online Radio, established 2013. And any comments, suggestions, or wonderful program tonight, Ole Daylay. That goes for MindGmail.com, and I am. Hmm. Genesis, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to even say this for the first time. I am your mother and father's favorite producer and also the favorite producer of the world. The International Internet Radio Hall of Fame broadcasting is shrining. Me. Saying good night and good luck. So all the folks out there in Armed Force Radio that support us on a constant basis, my name is Oladeli Malay Wangozi. This is my intern, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and she has two minutes left to go in the program. Thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart. Without the listeners and my host, I am nothing. Thank you so much for sharing, Brother O. It is amazing, all the incredible things that you are doing behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, and all that good stuff, as well as all the incredible people that are part of this O&E family. I really just wanted to share this topic tonight of workplace challenges and your mental state because so many people are dealing with various things and they need a place where they could share their testimonies and be unapologetically them without fearing any judgment or et cetera. 
I just really wanted to let them know where you are now is not where you are going to be. This is just a mere season. And just like the seasons change, you must continue to change and evolve and be that great man or woman you are destined to be. There is purpose on your life. You are destined for destiny assignment. Your greatness and your calling is one blink away. Tap into who you are. Dig deep. Be confident. Be bold. Be courageous. Own your stuff and walk in like you are feeling like a million, billion bucks. You got this. We're in this together. And if you haven't heard me say it before, you're hearing me say it now. United, we stand, and divided, we fall. No matter where you come from, no matter how much money you have, no matter if you're broke, no matter if you're at the top, the bottom, the left, the right, you can be what you want to be. Just speak it, manifest it, and don't ever let somebody place limitations on you. Those limitations are meant to be broken because you're a barrier broken, barrier breaker, and you are just waiting to explode. Just like the firecrackers explode, I want you to explode into your greatness. So think about that next time you face a workplace challenge and allow it to push you into your destiny because we're here to make legacy. We're here to build foundations for future generations to come. So don't shrink back. Put up, pull up, put the foot on the gas, and give it some gas. Come on now. So I hope you have a great night and you think about all the incredible things you heard tonight, the stories that people shared, the information that I shared, information that Brother O, Jerry Petito, and all the other people who came through this tonight. Because you're not in this alone. You got this. And I'm right here rooting for you, whether we know each other or not. When I win, we win. When you win, we all win. Come on now. Put up or shut up. You got this.